Hello. Hello. It's a uh, true neutral. True neutral. I'm I'm the Keenan, and I'm the Derek. Uh huh. The and, one and only. And we've had the week. Oh, have we? I mean, have we? I, I don't know. Have you? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Time sure. is an illusion. <laughs> sure, I suppose. Um, sure. What did I do this week? I uh <laughs> I worked and I played Final Fantasy VIII because I've been playing the remaster of that on the Switch. Sweet. And um uh, I had to go to an award ceremony for my kid yesterday. He got uh, a PE award. Cool. Last night there was like an awards thing at the school or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna go to that, and then my dad was like, "Oh yeah, I'm leaving for down south for you know like a couple months. So you want to go to dinner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went and had pizza at Fizari's. Oh, that's always good. Shout out Fizari. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I had to. I went to the uh, the awards thing, and my kid won an award for for PE. PE because he's he's good at Running. physical education. I guess. Yeah, he's good at doing a jump. Yep, I. It's good. Yeah, it is good. I'm glad he's very active. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, I didn't do a whole lot, man. I've been pretty consumed playing Final Fantasy VIII. That's fair. When I'm not working or being here. I have been pretty much playing it. I think I've put in, I don't know, like 20 or 24 hours, somewhere in that area in the last week. Solid. So. That's solid. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. My little brother is mad at me for how I'm playing because I'm just kind of plowing through the storyline and I'm not getting everything like you're supposed to in a Final Fantasy game. Nah. And I'm like, well, I will. This is what I did with Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid, too. I play it through, play the entire storyline, and then I go back a second time, and I use a walkthrough that helps me find all the crazy little secrets that I would never be able to find on my own. Yeah. Like, I explore around and have fun the first time through, and I find as much as I find. Yeah. But then I'm like, I wonder what secrets these this game has, because I know all of the Final Fantasy games have crazy hidden secret shit in them. Yeah. And so I go back through with a walk, like a guide, yeah. and I'm like, okay, we're going to get everything this time. I think a big part of that, because I do a similar thing with games. I, will, I won't just, like, I, I think a big part of it is I just don't want to get hung up. I don't want myself to feel, uh, like, obligated to get those things and have it ruin the fun and, like, the momentum of the story. I just want to mm. enjoy the, the game as it is and then then enjoy the side stuff. Yeah. Like, because then I feel like I've gotten two entirely different experiences, basically. Yeah. And it's not to say I don't search around a little bit. Like, it's a Final Fantasy game. Like, you, you gotta grind a little bit. You gotta kind of yeah. search around and find some things that are gonna help you be strong enough to actually win. Well, right, right. But, it's like, you just don't want to get hung up on, like, I have to find everything. Yeah. It's not the first time around. Yeah. No, it just, it's just just a hang-up. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Holds you back from enjoying, I think. Yeah. And then when going through the second time, you already know what the plot is, so you can use the walkthrough and not feel like you're wasting out on... Yeah. Wasting a good story is how I think about it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's real good. Because you do. You waste a good story with a walkthrough if you use it the first time. Mm-hmm. It's like watching with the commentary on the first time. Fucking psycho. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? I've never seen this movie before, and before I actually see it, I want to see what the director has to say <laughs> about making it. So you all remember this shot. <laughs> like, that's the first thing I think of, is like, he's going to reference the movie. Like, <laughs> and talk about things he's assuming you've seen. Such a weird... That's a hypothetical in my head, and I'm bothered. <laughs> Don't watch the commentary first, you psychopath. Yeah. It's uh, like adding the milk before the cereal. Yeah, it's you, fucking how crazy. How do you know what how much milk you need? Right? That's what I'm but there's people that do that. I don't even like milk in my cereal. I don't either. 
I, I, I eat, eat my cereal dry. Me too. Every time. Yep. If I have soggy cereal, I will throw up. Yep, me too. I yeah. am right there with you. That's nice. Usually I get looked at like a freak when I say that. No, that is... I, I am more a person that will just like snack cereal with like... Just grab a handful out of the bag and just munch it while I'm hanging out watching TV for the night. Like, just you, use it as a snack. Can you imagine doing that with a honey bunch of those? I it, do. It would, just fall, it would just fall through your hands. What do you mean? How many crumbs do you sit in? What do you mean honey bunches of oats would fall through your hands? It's, There's so many little pieces in there. Nah, man. You just, like, like it cup like... it in your hand and shovel it into your mouth. It's fine. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe I got dumb hands, but I definitely dropped like and cocoa I, crispies, man, or yeah, cocoa pebbles. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no dude. way. I eat yeah. those with my hands. Oh there, yeah, there's some like like uh, the shredded mini wheats or whatever. Yeah, yeah those eat, are big. Yeah, I eat those with That's my like hands cheating. all day. It's like snack. It's like a legitimate snack. It's good. I uh, like. I don't know. It's good. <laughs> That's a good. Like, I don't really eat frosted mini wheats. I eat frosted flakes. Uh, yeah, and, uh, like Frosted Flakes are also big enough. So long as you're not crushing them, you're you know you can eat those with your hands. Yeah, uh, or like fucking the little cocoa pebbles or whatever. Yeah, Fuck cocoa that. pebbles, man. Fuck that. Never eating those with my hands. Yeah, I'm making a mess if I do that. Oh man, it's fine. You're maybe you're not. Maybe you are not making a mess, but I certainly would be. I mean, every now and again, I'll drop like a piece or two, obviously, but like I notice when it happens, and it's pretty easy to clean up. Man, crazy, crazy. I, I guess I've just like I've perfected the art of making my hand into a funnel for my mouth. <laughs> I can just shovel cereal in. You one, you one hell of a hand cupper. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then if you really want to have like a glass of milk that you can sip on on the side, like yeah, that's fine. It's it's nice. It's nice to wash cereal down with milk. Yeah, I yeah. just don't like for the same reason. I don't do Oreos and milk. Oh, see, no, that's fine, because you can do a quick dunk and then just eat it real quick. And no, it gets, it's just wet. It's a wet cookie, and that's gross. It's, Oreos are the one thing, I guess cookies in general are the one thing I'm fine with dipping. Don't make it and, wet. Don't and, make my food wet. But Stop only making in, my food wet. And only in milk. It wouldn't work if it was, if it was water, I would gag. But for some reason, milk is okay. I don't understand why. I, th- I think it's just a mental thing. Of, like, I've done it ever since I was a kid, and because cookies retain their crunchiness at least long enough that you can do a quick dunk and then just eat it, that I uh, think I, that I, I can handle that. I can feel the wet on the outside of the cookie, and I'm like, nah. Oh, uh, no, see, for me, it was like, because it just tastes like milk in the cookie, and I'm like, I like milk, and I like cookies, and I didn't soak it, I didn't do, like, I just did a quick dunk and ate it, so. My hard food is wet. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> So, what about having, like, a an Oreo milkshake? Is that okay? Yes, that's different. It's it's all in the one shake. It's already cold. It's one it's one thing that is all cold. It was never, it, like, it. no part of that is hard and wet at the same time. It was before it froze. Yeah, but it's all together now. All together now. Uh, it, what? What? <laughs> It's, That's the most batshit to say thing I've heard in like a while. It's not a wet cookie. It's a cookie milkshake. There are difference. There are difference, <laughs> but not much. It's enough difference. No, because an Oreo is soft enough that when you get it in a shake, it's still crumbly and soggy like it would be if you would let it sit in milk. But it tastes like something that goes in ice cream now. Because it's in bits. What? No! What? <laughs> Excuse me? That's, that's, I don't know. <laughs> that was my honest answer for that question. <laughs> it's, it's in bits and it feels like it should be It would ice- be in bits in the milk too! <laughs> no, but then you're dissolving my cookie and that's gross. It's what happens in the ice cream. It's no. dissolving into the ice cream. Because no, guess what? It's, it's getting just twisted wet. up. It's, it's just, getting twisted up. It's still wet. It's just colder. It's, it's the it's, same. It's getting twisted and blended into the ice cream. It's still wet. It's just colder. That's the difference. I There the must make enough of a difference. They shook the milk real hard and turned it into a cream, which they then froze. That is, it's, it's the same. Cookie chunk, good. 
wet cookie bad. I don't Quick, know what to tell you. Quick, don't still eat crunchy cookie. <laughs> no. What cookie? <laughs> it just cookie has milk wet. on it. <laughs> cookie wet gross. <laughs> I don't know why this is so difficult. Wet, wet hard food, not good. I think it's really Cold funny. Cold food, fine. How much we agreed about the cereal, and then we started talking about cookies, and instantly started fighting about it. <laughs> Cereal, we agree. Cookies, fuck no. no. <laughs> just, just give me a cookie. Just give me a regular cookie. Oh wait, you might hand me a fucking oatmeal raisin cookie. You yeah, piece they're of shit. good, man. What's there's nothing wrong with an oatmeal raisin. It's that, got raisin in the fucking title. It also a, has oatmeal in the title. It's not a Dunkin' cookie. I will say an oatmeal raisin, not a Dunkin' cookie. The none of them are Dunkin' cookies. <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> Unless they're from Dunkin' Donuts, they're not a Dunkin' cookie, all right? No, you never... Some people float their donuts in their coffee, and I think that's pretty gross. Donuts are, like, glazed or whatever already, so... But, like, at the same time, a donut gets soggy real easy. You have to let this cat in. <sighs> D- floating your donut in a cup of coffee is... It's just... Don't do that. That's That's just soggy sweetbread. And oh, this cat's got snow on it. It's covered in quite a bit of snow. It is snowing pretty pretty good outside at the moment. Yeah, that's like very the most unfortunate thing that's happened, I think, to both of us in the last little bit. In, in the last hour and a half. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I picked my I picked my son up at about four twenty about. Roughly. And, and I got nice. Home, uh, nice. I got home, uh, you know, before 4.30, mm-hmm. and I came in, and I started restringing a guitar, and Derek came in at about, like, 5.10, maybe? 5.10, 5.15, somewhere in there? Yeah. And just had a blanket of snow atop him. <laughs> and I And I it wasn't was even baffled. fully covering the ground when I got here, and then we left your house to run to the gas station about... What, maybe ten minutes after I got here? Yeah, it was not very long. And, like, everything was covered in snow. <laughs> yeah. It was just covered. Like, I had to sweep my car off before we left. It was... It's, it's still coming down. It looks like a fucking winter wonderland out there. Yeah, I think it's about 6.10 now. So, in the, about the last hour and a half, two hours, we've got, like, what... A, Two inch and a half, two inches, something like that. Yeah, I'd say at least two. Sorry for bumping the microphone. That always sucks to hear. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's coming down pretty good at the moment, and it's about to get pretty cold over the next week or so. It's supposed to hit negatives. It's supposed to hit negatives all over the country, and um, none of us are really prepared for that. I got space heaters for my house because my furnace is obsolete, and I got to pay to get a whole brand new one if I want it to work. Oh goody! So. That's swell. I so space heaters. I got space heaters, that and is... if anybody would like to donate to me a space <laughs> heater, I'm sure it wouldn't hurt. But my electric bill is already fucking so big right now. Yeah, I uh, also heat my trailer with uh, with space heater. My trailer is much smaller, so that is nice. Yeah, that, that's probably just enough. Uh, yeah, most of the time. It is kind of a small space heater. I want I want to get one of those disc heaters or whatever, because um, I think that might work a little bit better, but I'm not sure I actually, because you're supposed to keep those, like, at least three feet yeah. away from everything. Yeah, no, some of them don't even work when they're stuffed too close. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure I actually have enough space, but the the one I have, it, it chugs a little bit when it gets really cold outside. I um, recommend one of those fireplaces I've got. They're like 50 bucks. Super efficient. Heats that whole upstairs pretty well. Like, at least the kitchen area. All right. Yeah, I might I might have to do that. Um, because, yeah, I don't, I don't run my, nice. my... My furnace and my trailer runs on propane. But propane's really expensive. My furnace burns through my propane tanks really quickly. Fair. And uh, so I generally just use space heaters to heat my house. Um... But that doesn't matter at the moment anyways, because I'm actually out of propane at the moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so space heaters nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. It also means I'm out of hot water at the oh, moment. Oh, and that's... so everything I do is ice cold water because it's winter time here. <laughs> yeah. 
Just, it would be really bad if it was summer. Yeah. Just getting two inches in the middle of fucking July. Yeah, no. Anything can happen these days. It really could. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> um, oh, I never said what I did for my week, which was play guitar. Are you surprised? If you've been listening for a couple weeks, you're probably not. No, probably not. I have been playing my ES-335 knockoff. He's been cleaning and restringing basically every guitar in the house. Yeah. It's really, I'm really, really enjoying just working on guitars. Like, it's really satisfying to clean them. I would like to get proper polish, because I have noticed my technique is not doing as well as I would like. It's it's just leaving some mild streaking I can't seem to stop, and I don't have enough super nice cloth to go over all of the dirty spots on guitars, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to properly clean those cloths. Do yeah. I use the delicate setting on my washer? What do I do? Um, I don't know. Just look up how to clean a good chamois cloth. It's not a chamois. It's not a chamois? It's like a like super nice microfiber, like, polishing cloth. And I don't want to run it through the, like, the dirt on some of these guitars because it will actively get dirty. And I once again, I don't know if I can get it dirty and undirty it. If it's a microfiber one, then I'm sure you can. I don't know. It's like super nice. It it came it came with my Takamine. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. My dad had one for his Ibanez PF two hundred. He had like some polish and uh, the little polishing rag that came with it. Yeah. I know they have guitar polish at uh Sidell's where I get all my strings, shout out Sidell's. <laughs> uh, it's like the only like proper music store in town, so if you do music stuff and you live in the L C Valley, I recommend doing that mm-hmm. yeah um they're really cool up there so i just bought a bunch of strings <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly there's one other spot to get strings in town but it's it's a head shop and i can't bring my six-year-old into the head shop believe it or not no shocking plus i love being surrounded by all those guitars mm-hmm. so they got a they got a Fender Precision Bass in there. As evidenced by anyone that's seen our studio room, we love being surrounded by (laughs) guitars. It's just a really comforting place. (laughs) It makes me feel okay in my art and my head. (laughs) Yeah. I always imagine that if we had cement screws, all of those would probably be like along that back wall as well, except for LeBronte's sitting area. Yeah, no, I, I have considered that, and I don't know if they would be just because of the drums. And the ease of access. I mean, what if he wants to expand the drum set one day? That's fair. I'd like to be able to do that. Um, I think I, we just need to rearrange some major things. I think I want to take that shelf out. The, this one? Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and just, like, stack the amps on the amps and rearrange that way. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, thinking about rearranging, but... You know, I just haven't okay, stopped. I think that one should go on top of that one. Aesthetically, because this one's got the angle at the... Well, yeah, the I, I don't I don't know if I want to stack the big ones on top of the big ones. I was just thinking that one on top of that one. Oh, that's fair, I suppose. Yeah. We can. I mean, they're, they're not heavy enough to crush each other. Like, no. they won't hurt it any. That's how they do full stacks. I know. They <laughs> full stacks, they're just really different ants. Or really different head cabinets. Cabinets, the well, cabinets, the yeah. cabinet. And when we get heads for the cabinets, we can pull them apart again. <laughs> but until then, it would be easier to have a fucking tower in a corner rather than having w- one in each corner taking up a bunch of space. You're right. <laughs> He's right. He's right. <laughs> that one already has its feet off, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll make you help me with that. It wouldn't be too difficult, I don't think. Most of it is moving this pile of crap I have over here. I've got this, like, just pile of collectibles and nonsense. Oh, I've got a signed Atmosphere CD by Slug. I don't know if anybody else will think that's cool, but I, I found it, and I'm very, very happy. A good friend waited in line for hours for that and got it for me. Neat. Yeah. So, that's cool. It even says my name on it and spelled right. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, shout out, Tom. Don't know if you ever listened, but <laughs> thank you. I still have it. I knew I did. 
But that's just on a pile of, like, stuffies, a couple of Anakin Skywalker from Episode 2 action figures, Futurama action figures. I got just random shit over there. Yeah. And it's just a pile of it, too. That's that's the hardest part of rearranging anything in this room, is moving that stuff around, honestly. Yeah, we... You know us, we like a good pile. I... I we... I, we do. We <laughs> both love a good pile we like, of stuff. We like a good pile. Uh, <laughs> I always thought Bacon Pile would be a good name for a project. I don't know what for, but, like, maybe like a grindcore band. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Or like a... Like a... a Folk punk band. I was thinking, um, like, surf punk. Surf punk. Yeah, that also Like, works. like, uh, Blink 182's first album level. Like, Cheshire Cat status. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. But that's basically, I mean, that's the grind core of punk. Like, yeah. They're, they're on an equivalent footing, I would say. <laughs> no. It's all just silly. Silly and fun musically. Yes, of course. I was talking about a friend with. No, I was talking about a. No, uh, I was talking about Psycho Sick with a coworker. Today. Ah, beer really, is good. Really talented musicians. Oh guys. yeah, so very talented. Bacon egg and cheese on toast with sriracha. Bacon egg and cheese on toast with sriracha. That's a great song. <laughs> uh, I think the same thing about Dayglo abortions. I've talked about them a few times, and, like, they play just the most ridiculous, most offensive music you could possibly play, but they're fucking good at it. <laughs> they're good at like, it. Like, it's fucking good music. Yeah. It's, and they're just partying and having fun and telling you about it, because, yeah. and being as offensive as possible. You know who's, like, the opposite on the offense scale, but equally underestimated as far as musicianship? Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are like, oh, he just copies songs. Listen to one of his original compositions. It's true. They're fucking magnificent. Fight me. <laughs> Weird Al's the best artist you know. <laughs> Maybe not the best, but he's super good. Yeah. Yeah, and, he's up, he up there. And who else do you know that can play the accordion? Not many people. Not many. It's a, it's a very small number. Um, um, um... Uh, what's his name? Matt, I think, from Flogging Molly. Oh, yeah, somebody from Flogging Molly can play the accordion, <laughs> and somebody in Gogo Bordello can play the accordion. Those, those I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really upset that I don't remember his name, because I listen to the No Effects live album that he comes and plays the accordion on quite often. Eric Melvin can play the accordion. No, that's the thing, Is that was the bit, is he came to play, he's like, Eric Melvin wrote this song, but uh, he can't play the accordion very good, so we got someone who can play the accordion very good. And then they bring they, they out... They did say very good, which it, as, like implies that he has tried and can at least play it a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I can do a basic polka beat on the accordion, so yeah. technically I can play a little bit of the accordion. Yeah, there we go. can do that. We got like a whole handful. I think my sister can play the accordion a little bit. So that's that's more than a handful of people. Yeah. You know, they can play the accordion. Sweet. Well, not that we know personally, but no. that we know of at least. Yeah. And or personally. Is that accordion still here? Uh, Yeah, it is. As a matter of fact. It must, must be in this pile of junk back here. The accordion and the busted-ass trumpet are both here. The busted-ass trumpet just needs grease. No, it's dented. Oh. There's parts of it that are actually fucking, like, dented. So, it, it's the it'll be a punk rock trumpet, basically. Cool. It'll give off a weird sound if it works again. Good. Um. <laughs> well, well, we can take it up to side else. See what they can do about it? See what they can do about it. The accordion, I know, is good no, because... He, I, he does mostly electrical repair. I don't know if he can actually do horn stuff. Yeah, I... Th- maybe. There is, there is a, a um, like, classical music store in town, I found out. Oh. Um, I was scared to go to them for anything for my guitars because I don't... Yeah. I don't know what they would <laughs> have to say about that, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they exist, apparently. I know the accordion's still in really good working shape because when Keeney Rose was around, um, I had a friend that worked there uh, who I that actually... was such a good story. It was. Um, but yeah, I took it into Hunter when he was there. And uh, he 
Hunter knows how to play the accordion really, ah, really, really well. There we go. Um, because he had like five accordions in that store, um, and he like learned how to tune them and how to like fix them up and whatnot. And so he like I took him that accordion, and he was really excited about it. And he like made sure it was all in working order and cleaned it up and made it really nice because it was given to me, and it was just old and collecting dust just sitting in its case for fucking years. Right. Well, that's the best way it can be, though. And that's the nice thing about since since you did, since you have done that, it, for the most part, has remained in its case, so it should still be in clean working order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how temperature affects an accordion, though, because it does get kind of cold down here sometimes. I know that's not very good for the guitars, but I just can't keep a heater in this room, and I can't have them in another room. <laughs> yeah. They're fine. Yeah. Most of these guitars are pretty cheap, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, they're cool. They're cool, and they're fun, and some of them aren't particularly unique, but they're all not very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, three of those bases don't even work right now. <laughs> but it's all a simple fix. I just need a soldering station. Somebody want to donate me $120 so I can get a soldering station? <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yes. Um, anyway, I don't have any news because I've been playing guitar. Do you want to hear about some specs about a Les Paul or something? Because I've been watching a lot of stuff that's primarily just... Um, a guy talking about, well, primarily Les Pauls, but a lot of Gibson-focused guitar talk. Um, some Strat stuff. I'm just not as interested in a Strat. Just not as interested in Fender products for the most part. They're just not not as cool for me. David Gilmore, though, shout out. Strat player, all black, real cool. Um, I do have a little bit of news. News? I have a little bit. Oh, wait, I have one piece of news that's not going to affect your news, I'm sure. Okay. Willem Dafoe got a star on the Walk of Fame. Oh, yeah, I hear about that. And I'm happy about that, because I love that man, and I love his face. And he was smiling in his picture, and he just looks so good when he's happy. I love <laughs> Willem Dafoe. He's, he just, his whole aura makes me happy. I'm happy for him. Um, so, apparently, um, Warner Bros., has uh, signed an exclusive deal with uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. Where he is going to... uh, Tom Cruise uh, and and Warner Bros. are going to um, develop and produce original and franchise theatrical titles. So he's going to Warner Bros. to... And, like, he's still working with other companies to make, uh... So it's a, it's a non-exclusive contract. Yeah, yeah, because he's still making the Mission Impossible movie with, I think that's Universal. Um, or Paramount, maybe? I don't remember. I Yeah, haven't... Paramount on Mission Impossible 8. And I haven't watched a Mission Impossible since, like, 3. Born Identity was better, I think. Um, and apparently he's working on, uh, with Universal on a space-themed film directed by Doug Lehman. Doug Lehman, I don't know who that is. Apparently it's a $200 million space-themed film. Uh, Doug Lehman is a name I recognize. Let me, I'm sorry, let me look him up. Uh, what's, how does spell your last name? Uh, L-I-M-A-N. Oh. I guess it could have also been Lamont. No, Edge of Tomorrow. Ah. Yeah, so yeah. Which was also a Tom Cruise movie. He, yeah, he's worked for worked with Tom Cruise. Oh, he's a producer. He's primarily a producer. Oh my god. He's produced a lot of films. Oh, here's his directorial stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh he has produced a lot of films going back to two thousand one. Um, and this is just a, a picture here of just the WB agreement that okay. Tom Cruise actually put up on Instagram with a little really excited to be doing this. So it is for sure happening. This is a real thing. But the the oh, thing he is... He directed Jumper. Oh, okay. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I remember that. And The Born Identity. Oh, all right which then. Which I just said was better than Mission Impossible. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but he also directed something called The Wall that wasn't The Wall, and you probably shouldn't do that. 
So, um, negative points for that, positive points for The Born Identity, which he was producer and director on. Um, but there is a, a, a working theory among the internet, uh, hive mind at the moment, that um, he might, Tom Cruise, because it says he's going to produce original and franchise content with Warner Bros., they think that maybe he's going to be... Dark Universe? Of, he's going to, no, he's going to be part of the DCU. Uh, well, Dark Universe is uh, Universal. Oh, Those it are is, Universal it is, isn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's gonna... I wish it was that. I really wish it was that. They want him to be Hal Jordan, apparently. But we already have a lantern. Nathan Fillion's gonna be uh, not Hal Jordan, the other one. Yeah, um... Fuck. God damn it, now I'm mad that I can't remember. I I only have a Marvel book here, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it's not Jon Stewart. No, Jon Stewart's the one I know. Yeah, and Hal Jordan is the other one. But then there's the third the, there, There's one. another one. There's another one, and the, I can't remember his name, and I'm upset about it I right now. I think it was the predecessor to Jon Stewart. Yeah, I think so. I I know I think I've said this before, but um, Al Jordan was the first human lantern, right? I think so. But I I know I've said this before. Or I think I've said this before. But uh, w- I watched Justice League a lot as a kid, and so John Stewart was like the Green Lantern. And so when I started watching The Daily Show with John Stewart, I was very confused. Yeah. <laughs> And also, they made a white Green Lantern as the first Green Lantern, and I was super confused by that as as well. Like, on film, I mean, mm-hmm. when they did Ryan Reynolds. And I, I was just confused. It's funny. This article spends quite a bit of time just fucking totally trying to kiss the ass of both Tom Cruise and Warner Bros., mm-hmm. uh, which is really funny. Is Zaslav a Scientologist? That'd be funny. That would be funny. Um, but then, apparently, it, this article... I'm going to quote from the article here, which is from a DC Updates. Okay. So it's it's written by some DC fan, probably. You know. But uh, this is a quote from the article. In the words of DeLuca and Abdi, who are two of the top CEOs of Warner Bros. Discovery at the moment... Okay. Uh, bringing Cruz back to Warner Bros. is a crucial step towards reclaiming the studio's glory days. Mm. Which, uh, I'm not sure that's a good quote to have no. out there, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> Just blatantly saying, yeah, we're, we, we're having a midlife crisis, we're bringing back the glory days. <laughs> that's, that's not what people want to hear, really. <laughs> Honestly. And it doesn't really bode well for any films that you might be planning on making, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that just, no, just sounds does bad. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like you're um really really leaning into the past when you should trying to be start to progress somewhere. I agree. Is is the vibe that I get. Is that's the feeling I get. That's what I would like to say to them. Is that open? Nope. Oh, nice. No, but I agree entirely. I think that, uh, yeah, trying to reclaim the glory days is not... That's never worked out for anyone ever. No. (laughs) No, it hasn't. What you need to do is be aware that things, that times, they are a-changing. Yeah. And and move with it. Evolve. Adapt. Get past those glory days. <laughs> Let them pass you by, glory days. I can't. Um, oh, it's so funny. It's really funny to use old songs to talk about moving forward into the future. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is, <laughs> is so palpable. Isn't it ironic? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, that was that was a good bit. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, I think I thought I had something else, and I'm trying to remember, but I don't! Off uh, the top of my head. I was thinking about Tenacious D really hard for some reason. 
Were they in the news about something? I don't think so. Not to the best of my knowledge. Okay. I don't remember whatever else I was going to talk about. Good! (laughs) I don't know if that's actually good. Maybe it's bad. Maybe it was important. Maybe. Hmm. Were we going to die from something? Oh, lots of things. There's all sorts of fucking meteors heading to Earth and things like that. They're supposed to come either really close or scientists don't know how close or scary close. or They're supposedly going to be fucking solar flares coming off of the sun that can do... You know, all the classic bad things that could happen. Cool. I guess Cat Williams spoke a lot of truth on some um, interview show. I didn't actually watch the interview or look at the discourse at all. But I I have been seeing a lot I, of Cat Williams memes lately. Yeah, I think, I, and that would be why I'm pretty sure. Um, I know I really like Cat Williams. I have never watched a special of his that I didn't laugh out loud at least a couple times during. I agree. Cat um, uh, Williams is a funny guy. I I. I don't know what he said or what he talked about or what was said, so I can't comment, but um, I don't know. That was definitely news that happened, so I I don't know. thought I should bring it up, but I I don't know what it is. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe I could have looked up uh, our article while you were talking about your article. I was thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, whatever it was, the internet seems to be pretty behind him on it, so it was probably yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah, probably not totally terrible. It's it, it's people I generally agree with on the internet agreeing with him, so... I mean, my bubble says it's good. It must be. <laughs> I haven't seen any memes about it saying it was a bad thing, so that's generally why I thought it must have been a good thing. Right. Whatever it was. Yeah. I didn't ever... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't even try to find out what it was at all. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with most things. Is that a guitar? <laughs> oh, it's not. Hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, how's Resident Evil coming here, Keenan? <laughs> I look. <laughs> I mean, I played about 20 minutes. No, I I probably played for about an hour of games at all in the last like three weeks and it was all playing super mario brothers wonder with my son because i've been hyping that game up since before release and uh my partner my partner at the time was like hey wait till christmas because it was october and i was like i've been hyping it up (laughs) so i was excited to finally play it with him i just been going through you know shit at home a lot so it was just hard for me to sit down and play video games and like be in the right mindset to not be mad at the way a child plays video games yeah because if i mean if you've ever played video games with a child you understand that i think Mm -hmm. but um it was the mario it's the the new one's a lot of fun yeah It's, it's really cool but like that's that's like all the games i've played in a while I haven't even been, like, mind-numbingly playing my skate sim games. Like, just no games. I've just not been playing games. I haven't been playing mobile games. I was keeping up to date, like, daily on my mobile games for a while. Pokemon Go and, like, a Star Wars one. And there was one other one I was trying to do. And, like, it just... Like, I just haven't been doing any of it. (laughs) Not, Not any of it. I go through I go through times like that as well, where I'm just like, I think I'm done with games for a bit, and I just don't pick them up for like a month, uh, and then I'm like, I miss games, and I go back to it. Yeah, I, I actively miss games. I'm focused on guitar. Yeah. Like, I, uh, this is something that's just like, it's consuming me. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's good, but I like it. I like being totally invested in something that I can get better at. Fair. And I can't ever really stop getting better at it. Yeah. Like, there's not really a limit to getting better at guitar. That's cool. (laughs) I've got the the intro riff to Cities on Flame with Rock and Roll almost worked out. 
Hell yeah. It's, it's a little stuttery still, but I got all the notes. <laughs> That's the important part. From there, it's just practice and muscle memory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting up to speed. That's the hard part. But mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. That sounded like cult of personality, but I knew what you were going for. <laughs> oh, I should look that up. I bet that wouldn't be that hard. It's probably not, no. <laughs> Love that song. Look in my eyes, what do you see? It's a great song. I love that song. My dad had this 80s mashup Why have scene? I never sung that for karaoke? I that's don't know. A, that's a good question for good, myself. Good karaoke song. Yeah. Um, my dad had this 80s mashup CD that just had a fuck ton of awesome hits on it. And I was just my gateway into like the alternative stuff because it had like, uh, Them Bones by Alice in Chains. Hell yeah. And that was like the only Alice in Chains song I've ever known. But I fucking love that song. Alice in Chains is great. Yeah, Such a good band. Uh, the, the It was the weird, it was the off-the-wall ones from the 80s, like the hard rock weirdos that I was like, oh, shit, these are really good, Dad, and you'd always go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the Eagles, boy. <laughs> Eagles is good, too. The and... Eagles the Eagles are really good. I just learned Take It Easy because it's his favorite song. Like, I love my dad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, he just... Very, very, like, pop rock, like, mm-hmm. very chill vibes kind of thing. You're like, no, I need it dirtier, grittier. I want dirty. People are sad. People are angry. And I want to hear about that because you act like that doesn't exist sometimes. That's why grunge is so beautiful. Yeah. It's the dirtiest, grittiest, most emotional shit that you can find in its era, basically. Yeah, it's just it's it's just raw. It, yeah, extremely yeah, in in a the same way the the eighties punk rock scene was raw, but in a totally different way as well. Well, yeah, it's it, the eighties punk rock scene. I think was raw because it was raw anger. It was raw outburst in a way that like wasn't known to guitar. It wasn't known to music yet, mm-hmm. and it was just raw anger. Whereas uh, grunge brought in angst. Yeah, it brought in. Sad, yeah. To the just anger. more emotion in general. <laughs> yeah, just like it, we all have feelings, and it doesn't always have to be angry. We're gonna express it really loudly, but a mm-hmm. lot of this isn't just anger. And a, a lot of even early new metal, like uh, you finally listen to that Corn album, yeah. and that's one of the most emotional albums I think a person could ever listen to. Absolutely, I cried. Um, even Significant Biscuits. Uh, Limp Biscuit Significant Other is what I was trying to say. Significant Biscuit Limp Other. <laughs> yeah. uh, significant Other is a, an extremely emotional album. Like, it's crazy. And yeah, they try to hide it behind a couple of funny songs. And, like, you know, yeah. they get Method Man and Red Man on there and shut the fuck up. And, you know, <laughs> just. And, but when you sit back and listen to the whole album, it's like. Really fucking sad and emotional. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) That's the shit right there. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know what we're talking about. Anything. This is is an episode, I think, that we've just kind of not focused on a thing and just kind of talked. Yeah, no. I haven't had that kind of a ramble in a while, I think. Yeah, no, I don't. Because I just don't have anything to talk about. I don't have anybody to talk to at home except for my six-year-old. Who he don't like? Look, he's great. I love him. He just doesn't listen. <laughs> he don't listen. He doesn't know how to respond to the things I want to talk about. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm rambly. I don't have anything. I'm just playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I'm like, yeah. 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 Well. Uh, oh, I would like to modify, I, I had a, uh, we talked about a custom guitar a few weeks ago for our hypothetical. Okay. I think I would like that Bigsby on the Gretsch. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, just, just playing, just playing my, my H935. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's just times where I would really like a little bit of whammy on that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I think it would be really nice to to have that just on there. I don't know if I said I would have fry holes, but I want fry holes instead of f holes. Yes, yeah, I think you did specify that. That's very important. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree though. I've always thought that the Bigsby would be a lot of fun if used properly. Yeah, I, I've been playing a lot with uh, whammy bars because I, I my LTD is uh, got a whammy bar on it and. It's just fun to mess around with. I have a lot of fun with it, and uh, I was just doing up your Virgo, your BC Rich Virgo, and uh, I, you know, I had to play with the, the my Tremella bar fits on your thing just fine because they're both Floyd Rose, mm-hmm. and so I had to make sure, like when I was tuning it and stuff, that when I did the whammy, it wasn't going to go out of tune. And yeah, I was just having a lot of fun with that. Hell yeah! And you can you can use an Allen wrench for that. It's fine. It's fun. It feels metal. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I saw... It's because an Allen wrench is made out of metal. That's why it feels that way. Just well, so yeah. you know. Yeah, it feels more metal than the tremolo bar, which is also metal, I will say. So that's a physical fucking tool, and you just jam it in there and wiggle around. I mean, you get one that fits about the right hole, so you're not yeah. fucking up the hole, but... You just jam a tool in there and move it. It just feels cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I saw on the Floyd Rose site they've got one. Somebody's signature thing is just like a like a little hand pedal. It looks like you're supposed to like put your hand. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right in there, and it looks real nice. Might might want to try that someday. Yeah. You know, a feature I've always wanted on a guitar. I don't think I talked about it on like my my guitar fantasy guitar you know my custom special guitar but thinking back on it i i would have one on there is um just a a push button kill switch like buckethead has on his guitar uh, I think you mentioned that just like a little just like a little red button up on the guitar yeah. by and then i would just yeah just have a little kill switch that i could tap yeah i think that would be a lot of fun i think his signature has two um, that makes sense. Yeah, there's one by the knobs and one up by where the the toggle switch normally is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. his his signature Les Paul looks so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just all white with those red buttons. They're like video game controller buttons, I think. Mm-hmm. And they they look so sick. Right. I would never. I don't think I I'd bet ever you use a Tom Morello switch. signature probably has a kill switch on it too. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet I you a Tom Morello kill switch is an actual switch, though, and not a button. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Morello didn't have a signature, because that's uh, pretty capitalistic. That's fair. But he did also accept the Hall of, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame award, while Tom Morello was like, fuck that. Or not Tom Morello. What's the fucking lead singer's name? Uh, I'm blanking. God uh, damn it. Della Roca. Yep. Somebody Della Roca. Yeah. Is uh, he also Tom? Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, Rage Against the Machine, who will never hear this, and are officially broken up. That's some news. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah, know, that, their that last whole... show, they were charging like $200 a ticket. So what machine were they raging against, really? Yeah. And that Hall of Fame debacle was like a public dispute with the band. Mm-hmm. It was, that was the De La Roca being like, Zach! Zach De La Roca! <laughs> uh he was he was publicly like the Hall of Fame is bullshit, and the rest of the guys were like, "It's an honor." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Nah, man, killing in the name of <laughs> fuck you all." <laughs> Which, you know, fair. There's a reason he wrote those lyrics. Yeah, he feels some type of way, yeah, and that's I'm, fair. Look, I fully respect his stance. Yeah, it is a very corporate bullshit kind of thing. The Hall. Of- the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I totally respect his stance on that. Like, that's not to say if I were to ever like set foot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I wouldn't like, you know, die of pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just being there would be sick. I've been to the the Seattle Music Museum for a couple of different exhibits, and that that alone, even before I understood really what I was looking at was a really fucking, like, brain-forming experience. <laughs> Core memory unlocked. Yeah. Like, it's it's really cool if you watch, like, Nirvana or Jimi Hendrix documentaries. They'll often show the stuff they have in those display cases at the Seattle Music Museum because the, you know, obviously yeah. important part of music history, 
from that area. Oh, yeah. And so they'll show, like, just those displays in that museum, and it's like, ah, I've been there. I've seen that <laughs> stuff with my own eyes. Hell yeah. And it's, it's just a cool little thing. Yeah. That guitar tower, too. It's fucking sick. Yeah, all kinds of shit. Yeah. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I will one day go to the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Like, we, I really want to go. We really got to go. We we should go together. I would really like that. Yeah, I would love that. I really, really want to go check it out. Take a weekend trip sometime. Yeah. Fucking road trip ourselves down to Vegas. We got to take Bronte, too. Yeah. It would have to be the punk band trip. Yeah, yeah. Bring Tevin. <laughs> <laughs> He's the roadie. <laughs> he doesn't know it yet. Wherever we stop, I will be having drinks in Vegas. <laughs> I'm just oh, letting you know oh, that. Yeah, now. absolutely. <laughs> it would honestly that trip would suck for him, but yeah, he he would be interested in all the instruments the and bored by everything else. Yeah, maybe I'll even with some grandparents. Have a have a boys trip. Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. Be good. Be good. We should we should plan that. Yeah, I've never really done anything like that as an adult. Yeah, I haven't done something like that since I was, like, a teenager, probably. Yeah, and, like, when I did stuff like that, it was pretty spur of the moment, and I didn't have, like, a steady flow of finance or anything, so it was always kind of random. Yeah. And um, generally ended kind of shitty, because we just didn't have any finance. Mm-hmm. And so, to plan something out and, like, actually have it go down, that would be fun. Yeah. Plan it for maybe, like, this summer or something. And just, yeah, take, like, a, a few days and head on down to Vegas. Yeah. Not take a vacation, just a couple of days off work. Yeah, yeah, nothing right. major. Yeah, we'll be, like, three, four days tops, you know? Yeah. Give us a day to get down there, a couple of days to enjoy it, and a day back. Yeah. Be sick. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do a hypothetical round off this ramble. All right, um, God, uh, uh, hmm. Okay, uh, <laughs> I I I've got one. All right, so it's it's gonna be guitar related, believe it or not. Oh, shocking! Yeah, um, who so thunk? I've been because of the stuff I've been watching. Shit, I look at. Sorry to interrupt, but look at we've like oh doubled our snow count since we started this episode. I think. Uh, I think we're yeah, about absolutely. three inches at the moment. I have a uh, like a thin metal fence. Like the the bars are really small. It's like a thin chicken wire, almost or, almost or chain link. Like it, no, it's like thick chicken wire. Yeah, is is more what it is. Um, but it. It it's piled up and it looks like about three inches just on the on the little like metal bars where it can pile up on itself. Yeah, and that's crazy. We've had no snow this year at all, and in the span of about two hours, we've gotten three inches. Yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so any, anyway, um, I I've been watching a lot of stuff about like uh, signature series guitars. Okay, first of all. Um, relicking and aging a guitar so it looks like another guitar is a silly thing to me. Yeah, that's, that's fair. absolutely silly. And they pay extra for it. <laughs> oh, fucking absurd. Anyway, they did a big Greenie special. Greenie is a very uh, well-known Les Paul who's been owned by a few famous people and is now currently owned by Kirk Hammett mm-hmm. of Metallica. Uh, I know you know that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he... Did a signature model, and it was, like, $50,000. Good lord. Yeah, but it came with, like, a bunch of cool collector's gear that came inside the hard case with a perfect, like, replica model of his Les Paul that has been owned and played by these famous people throughout time. So, like, th- there's there's value in that. And on top of that, you got to go down and, like, have dinner with him. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, it was like, oh... It's a whole thing. Like, like he whole... presents it to you like you're being knighted by the queen. That would be sick. I don't <laughs> think that happens, but... Like, yeah, I, it basically sounded like you and everybody else who got one of these very limited-run guitars would go and, like, have dinner with him and, like, you know, mm-hmm. do a whole thing. It'd be a once-in-a-lifetime experience with Kirk Hammett-style thing. Yeah. 
So my, my hypothetical is if you were given the opportunity to get somebody's replica guitar and that experience with like a bunch of specific collectible stuff relative to that band or to that person, hmm. who would that experience be with? Oh, do they have <laughs> to still be alive? Um, yes. Yes, they need to be currently living so this experience could happen. Oh. Man. Because there are some really cool guitarists, and there are some guitarists that would be interesting to have. And I look this up. If somebody wants to be awesome, I've got a birthday this month, and I know nobody's like going to be able to afford to get me presents. So if anybody that listens wants to go ahead and spend like $1,300 on a Kurt Cobain <laughs> replica Mustang, a right-handed one, please, they're, they're really not as expensive as you would think, and I really, that's like the one guitar I would actively like, really like to have. Beautiful. Beautiful. The, the Mustang used in Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, out of everyone that's living... Man. You don't necessarily have to know their name if you just respect them as a guitarist and would like to know them. No, I'm just trying to think of, like, it's a, that's a difficult decision. Do you have an answer, like, lined up? Um, I, there are quite a few that I definitely would be interested in. Um, but, and this might be surprising, but Sinister Gates of Avenged Sevenfold. It was also on my short list. Yeah, um... First of all, those solos made me realize that people could still solo in the 21st century. Yeah, in in, in like a fucking rock and roll sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and his signature model is fucking sick as hell. And uh, so whatever he would release next, I'm sure would be sick as fuck. Yeah, and whatever fucking. Case candy came in that, whatever the collectibles that came with that particular signature model would be, if they were Sinister Gate specific or Avenge Sevenfold related, would be metal as fuck. Yeah, it would be super fucking cool. Yeah, no matter what it was, even if it was just the A7X logo, like the skull and stuff, like mm-hmm. uh, it, any of that, anything like that would be sick as fuck. And I think that would be a really cool experience because yeah definitely one of the best guitarists of our generation or i have a secondary answer as well the guitarist from atreyu i interesting looked, i looked him up and uh i can't, I can't jacob jacob something god damn it i can't i, I can't remember his name but the might l- be a shocker not a big fan of atreyu over here atreyu's first three albums are fucking incredible and i will die on that hill the first three are so fucking good i know they really started to fall off right around becoming the bull well yeah becoming the bull came out after their greatest hits ah that's always a problem bad move yeah don't make Every the greatest a hits when you're not done yeah well there's been a couple of bands that have done it over the years that i think is okay uh no effects for instance greatest songs ever written by us yeah, they've uh, been around long enough though that that felt okay to but, do. Yeah, there were enough songs. Like they released so many songs. Like I, it's okay to make a compilation of songs mm-hmm. and, and then keep going. But if you're gonna call it your greatest hits and you're not done, yeah, that feels really telling. It feels like oh, we got all our inspiration out. These are definitely gonna be our best songs. It's it's really weird to do that, but. Anyway, his guitar solos as well. The leads on Atreyu songs, stuff like the Remembrance Ballad and X's and O's, really, really still take my breath away if I just focus on that. And I, I really love his guitars. And he's always got Blood Splatter as a signature, so <laughs> cool. Blood Splatter guitar. Um, I think I would probably... Well... The first person I think I would go with is, uh, is a, it's a type of guitar. I, I think a Les Claypool. Okay. You get a signature six-string bass. And yeah. I think all the Primus Accoutrement that would come with that, or any of the other bands that he was in. Yeah. But you would obviously get a lot of Primus stuff. I think you'd get mostly Les Claypool stuff. 
Oh, probably. You'd get mostly those Claypool stuff and some Primus stuff. Yeah. And uh, maybe less Claypool's Flying Frog Brigade stuff as well, a little mm. bit of that. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I I honestly think it would be so less Claypool-centric. <laughs> I, um, I, I play base, and I wouldn't want that experience just because I don't feel like he would be a an accommodating guest. That, I mean, I'm not really too worried about that. I think whatever. But just having experience of even just meeting him, even if he was only there long enough to, like, give me the base and, like, basically a, a meet and greet kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that, that'd that be fine with me. That that That's all I would want from Les Claypool. I, ha- I just... I am so scared of meeting Les Claypool and finding out that he is just an outright dickbag. Because, <laughs> like... In interviews from, like, the 90s and stuff, he seems like an interesting and cool dude. And then, like, once he's into the 2000s, he just seems really full of himself. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, he's definitely earned the right to be, like, a little bit arrogant. But just seems like such a dick. <laughs> just seems like a dick. I Like, yeah. Um... Uh, there are people who like you've definitely earned it, dude. And I'm I'm not gonna like talk any more shit than just saying like I think he looks like he was probably a dick, but like I mean you've earned it. Uh, you can be a dick if you want to. My my other choice though um, is a choice that I'm surprised that uh, you didn't have. Uh, Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black would be a wonderful one, and he would make the experience wonderful. He would make the experience wonderful. You would walk away with, like, a Jack Black signature fucking dreadnought. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and and the the case candy would be, it'd be, like, some random Jack Black stickers. It'd be Tenacious D stuff. It would also maybe be, like, just some random movie shit. Oh, you know you would get a pick of Destiny with the guitar. You would hope so. Like I bet really you, his so. signature guitar would be like it would be a replica of the mo- of the guitar from the Pick of Destiny with a Pick of Destiny sitting in the strings. Yeah, like that's that would be what he did for that. I almost guarantee it. Yeah, that would be that would be wonderful. Um, and I, I love Jack Black so very much, but if I was going to do that experience, I would. Do it with Kyle Gass. I I, I kind of thought you might go for Kyle Gass instead. He's a much better guitarist. That's fair. Right. I think I would go with Jack Black for the opportunity to meet Jack Black. If I, I could, uh, I would meet both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah without a doubt. Uh, like Jack Black is one of my absolute heroes. But if I were doing it for the guitar experience, it would have to be Kyle's. Yeah. It would have to be Kyle's guitar. No, I'd like... Of all the people who are actively playing guitar right now in the mainstream, he is top tier, S tier, god tier guitarist. Mm-hmm. He is so talented, and he would also make sure that experience was wonderful. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. Oh, I agree. Yeah, um, but honestly, my th- the third on the list was um, uh, Tony Iommi. Yeah, who fair. probably should have been first, but um, he's kind of an old man. Yeah, <laughs> he is an old man, and I feel like his experience wouldn't be as good overall. Um, because it would be it would be more of a classy affair, like red wine and velvet kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think my third would uh, be Buckethead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I honestly, that would be such an odd experience. It, it would definitely would. He he went. Because like the Gibson factory to do his customs and stuff, and according to the guys that were there, he had the bucket on the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and when he's Buckethead, Buckethead doesn't talk. Mm-mm. He just kind of sits there and looks at you weird and plays guitar. Yeah, I I assume for his custom, he at least like nodded or shook his head. Oh, probably. But like, yeah, like imagine having dinner with Buckethead. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? You just sit there, and you eat, and he sits there. Yeah. And maybe plays guitar while you eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I will, one of my favorite things to watch is uh, one of those old-school, like, original home videos of Buckethead hanging out at a house party uh, with, like, his friends. Yeah. 
and uh, they don't start filming until he comes out with the mask and the bucket on his head. Right. And um, he just sits down, and he starts playing, and you can just hear people just talking and having drinks and laughing in the background, and it's like a really... Like, it's just someone's fucking driveway. Right. And he just plugs in his guitar and starts playing. And one of his friends, who's not even on camera, you just hear him go, Yeah, Brian! Uh. And then everyone is like, Shut up, that's not Brian, it's Buckethead. <laughs> and then one of the chicks is, like, trying to talk to him. And one of the dudes just, like, leans over. He's like, Nah, when, like, Buckethead doesn't talk. Like, <laughs> he, he'll look at you and he might nod, but Buck, Buckethead doesn't talk. And Buckethead just, like, looks up at the dude and he points at him and nods a little bit. And he just, like, goes back to playing guitar. <laughs> and he's just laying down just crazy, weird guitar shit as his friends are listening and laughing and having fun at a house party <laughs> that he's at. And it's just a really great video. It's just, it's really, it's clearly filmed on, like, a fucking video camera in like the 90s hell yeah like <laughs> vintage shit right there yeah it's great oh that's great that is that is fantastic uh brendan small would also be a fantastic choice oh yeah god damn what a talented musician i think that's all for this week though i think so if you have any opinions on any of the things that we may or may not have said in this episode that i don't remember anymore go ahead and let us know at trueneutralpod at gmail.com uh don't forget to check out the other channels true neutral asks is up and running true neutral true crime is up and running and we will have more coming because guess what we have more new episodes recorded for the rest of the channels and we just haven't put them up yet yeah so i've been playing guitar uh but yeah we'll keep you updated be on the lookout for the bad movies channel the discusses channel the cryptids around the world channel they're all coming they're on their way yep yep and uh yeah we have a tiktok too true neutral studio tiktok yeah as well that's there yeah, it is there, and uh, I'm going to be trying to post more to it. Um, I'm going to start posting our guitars on Instagram for fun, because yep. it is the True Neutral Studio account. Um, the podcasts don't have individual accounts, because we don't have very many followers. Yeah, that's fair. They, yeah, they're all, they're all lumped under one at the moment. Yeah, it's True Neutral Studio, so or studios. If you can't yeah. find the studio, look for the studios. Yep. And if you can't find any of that, then just Google True Neutral Podcast. Yeah. You'll find us. You'll find all of it. Follow the Neon Banana. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.